Welcome to Tap Connect, the digital transformation podcast. Today's episode, we have Louise Lawson and Paul Sheridan, two experts in the field of digital transformation. Together, they will be exploring the challenges and opportunities that healthcare organizations face with technology. So join us as we dive into this topic and learn how to unlock the potential of digital transformation to improve patient care. Hi, Paul. Hi, Luke. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the healthcare sector. Yeah. Um, we're four weeks into 2023. Yeah. Um, and I just wondered if you can give me an update on any current challenges you're finding in the healthcare sector with either prospects that you're talking to or, or our current clients. Yeah, the NHS is full of challenges now. It's in the news constantly at the moment, so everyone's aware of that. But what we are seeing, um, and which I'm very encouraged about, is the focus on innovation and technology to help with some of the operational challenges. Things around outpatients, patient pathway, um, patient discharge into social care, and how new forms of communication are helping um, the patient and the level of service. And what I mean by that is adding video um, to how a clinician deals with their patients. So there's some really exciting opportunities and innovation. Um, everything's governed by price and um, uh, compliance and governance. Um, but it's interesting how companies like TAP, for example, UKIP, um, are now being viewed because, uh, especially since post-Brexit, some of the big prime providers um, to the NHS are being asked, have you got UK innovation as part of your portfolio into the healthcare? And that's what's helping drive what we're doing, helping reduce patient waiting lists and um, you know improve service so very exciting one of the things I've been recently reading about is talent acquisition as well um, so using a low code no code platform to assist the healthcare sector in creating apps and solutions is an added benefit absolutely I mean the the sort of software development lifecycle model has almost been turned on its head so the 20th century model was you would go out and buy a COTS product and then you would find software developers who would understand and know that product who would then develop and make changes, etc. Huge technology burden, um, what we call technology debt, you know. So, um, and what we're finding is more and more of those people move on, you know, the, the technology overhang for these organizations is just another cost and an, uh, another encumbrance for them so what we're finding is that yeah with the lack of resources um the um it organizations that are overworked and have huge backlogs in terms of their delivery operationally um the business is looking at alternates and we are seeing certainly in in the trust that we're dealing with um a view of innovation and UK IP tech that can help solve some of those operational challenges. And a good example is working with outpatients, um, being able to digitally sign in and sign out now, being able to communicate through the clinician to the outpatient using video technology. But where this video technology also then captures all um, the data, uh, all the actions, any notes that are taken, and is captured as a file as part of the patient record, which because from a TAP perspective, we have the key 
API integrations as part of our platform. That's HL7 and Fire, F-H-I-R, means that we can take front-end interaction with patients and clinicians, capture that data, and move it back to the spine uh, as part of a patient record update, um, integrating with spine products such as Cerner and Epic. They're, they're the major ones. So that is real innovation, helping drive uh, better patient service, but lowering the cost for the NHS Trust to deliver that service. So we talked about digitalisation of processes, so that's moving away from essentially, you're meaning paper records and the transportation of paper from one department to the other. How's that affecting security of patient information as well? It's a really good question because you know even though we talk about the spine, Epic and Cerner, we then come across what the NHS uh, call mini-spines. So these will be local uh, databases created to support a particular operation. And then within that, there'll be workarounds uh, with, you know, uh, ward clerks or nurses updating Excel spreadsheets or Word documents or access databases. And for the senior management and the operation of a hospital, not seeing all the data in real time is causing real problems. Good thing. Uh, a good example is um, patient uh, discharge. Um, we've worked with a number of trusts where, you know, you have huge back office teams managing, updating uh, Excel records to provide a management report by the end of the morning or the, by the end of the day. But of course, we all know that information's out of date the, the, the moment it's captured. So being able to digitise and connect all these different silos of information and connect based on how the nurses and the clinicians really work. And that's the interesting thing that I found, especially with the way that we work with our no-code platform, because they are the stakeholders. They're the subject matter experts of understanding how it is to deliver the service either at the bedside, within a clinic. And for them to be able to very quickly create the requirements to create the app and be involved in that process is quite empowering for them. And... Um, that then starts to filter up because you'll then join in the sort of the Excel spreadsheets that they've created as a workaround now into a proper app that is now connected to the, the mini spine, which is now connected to the main spine. And suddenly the senior hierarchy can see real-time data, which improves everything across an organisation from how the transportation hub works, how the porters are deployed, even through to how the uh, hospitals cleaned and, and the cleaning teams. Suddenly you can geolocate, you can put SLAs and K KPIs into these apps that then can be reported on. And so you're starting to see this whole digitization, this digital transformation of how operations works. And that's really important for the health trust because there are a couple of measurements that determine their funding. One is HIMS, which is a uh, an acronym, but it's a standard. Um, at the top level is being HIMS 7, um, and that's a, um, an aspiration for most trusts. So one of the uh, measurements of that is how do you capture electronic data and how do you manage it? And so using no code uh, uh, as a way of creating apps where you are now managing and being able to measure your data helps with their HIMS um, uh, stage and, and performance. And that, that's pretty key to how they then get the next round of funding. So if we look at the health sector as a whole and using 
low code, no code solutions and applications. What do you think are the three biggest areas where digital transformation can assist? Um, well, in, in the areas that I'm involved in, we're, we're seeing how uh, digital transformation and innovation is really impacting how outpatients um, interface with a hospital. So it used to be the case that the you know the outpatient uh, and the clinician would tell the outpatient what time to turn up at the clinic and where. Uh, what we're now seeing is that with the integrated care boards and the integrated care systems, um, an ability across these trusts to share um, premises uh, and, and resources. Um, and the knock-on effect of that has been to reduce the amount of travel maybe an outpatient needs to do. So if it makes sense for someone in North London to visit a North London local um, uh, hospital rather than come all the way into central London um, or if you're out in um, uh, the countryside or whatever being able to use a local uh, practice partner um, to, to hold that click all that suddenly makes life a lot easier for the outpatient and um, with technology connecting uh, through video and audio, um, updating patient records with a GDPR wrap, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to the spine, is having quite an, an impact about how people now reimagine outpatient services. And of course, that's now being moved forward to um, organisations like A and E and um, emergency triage, for example. So suddenly, you can have real-time triage based on an application that helps the nurse see in real time um, what, who's available, who's not available and so on. And that's all about cutting waiting times or how soon a patient in A&E can be seen. Um, we all see the, the horror stories in the news of people on trolleys and the impact that's having on ambulances dropping off. So again, we've worked with trusts about how to better use uh, vehicles by digitising simple vehicle checks, for example, because every public service vehicle has to be checked before it goes out on the road. Um, having a simple app that can do that within seconds as, a, as opposed to a paper-based um, process, and that app is then updating the fleet management system um, just provides a level of um, digital uh, compliance um, which saves the ambulance and paramedics huge amounts of time um, and, and for the for the taxpayer we, we get better use of, of that service. So it would seem that the patient care can be improved which is absolutely brilliant the pressure on staffing but also having an effect on the funding um, and taxpayers money going back into the sector as well. Yeah, absolutely, because um, they call them gold GDEs, digital exemplar hospitals, um, and it is about sharing, you know, what works. So what we're now seeing is, um, you know, trusts being able to share their innovation across other trusts. Um, so why keep reinventing the wheel if something is working at one trust and is seen to be successful that should be available to all other trusts and what we find especially within um, uh, TAPS experience is that the health trusts are very precious around their own IP um, it was said to me recently that you know a lot of huge organizations have benefited by digitizing um, NHS processes uh, and the NHS doesn't get any reward for that. Well now here's a simple way that NHS trusts can capture their own IP and you know uh, from a commercial standpoint either make that available 
free of charge to other trusts or license it uh, in, in a way that is, um, you know, giving back to the NHS. There's this uh, phrase in the NHS, keeping the pound within the NHS. Um, and this is a great way of uh, ev- evoking that um, uh, idea that, yeah, we, we, we're, we're asking you as a company to come in and help, but actually what you're creating is ours. And, you know, that also allows for s- simple things like... Um, R&D tax credits from HMRC, which um, a lot of trusts j- just do not uh, use. So there's a lot of things that we're helping, not just on technology, but also on the commercial side of innovation. So where would you see innovation going in the health sector? We've brought it to a certain point. Where do you see it potentially going? Or is that a, a question we just can't answer until... Well, no, I, I, I mean... The great thing about our jobs is that we meet people who are subject matter experts in the job that they do. And I think what TAP allows is for that ideation, those ideas to come to life. Um, This phrase, fail fast, you know, try something. If it doesn't work, great. You haven't spent a lot of money. It's low risk. Um, But in a lot of cases, the nurses and the clinicians and the ward clerks and the administrators know where the problem is. And um, they've been used to doing workarounds. And now what um, IT are doing with governance and control is giving them a platform that allows them to create something that works, that can, with the API integrations that I talked about, HL7 and FHIR, integrate to the back end. It's now lifting that data out of silos and making it visible to the people that need to make decisions. Um, We have huge um, capability with our AI engine, for example, being able to create predictive analytics based on workflow rules, logic, business triggers, uh, dashboarding, and so on. Um, And it's that sort of innovation that is driving change because you, you you can't manage something if you can't measure it, and, and we're we're allowing that to happen. And what I find really interesting is, you know, in in other uh, locations in the US, for example, where their health care system very different to ours, um, but the the amount of innovation that they're doing in products like Tap now um, to to drive everything from vaccine management. So we're all aware of vaccine management with COVID, but yeah, you can we're digitising that now for standard flu vaccinations or uh, working with um, uh, paediatrics and and and. Um, uh, children uh, are making sure that you know vaccinations aren't something that are um, you know horrific, but you know uh, 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 and so on, all the way through to you know video consultations, simple things like vehicle checks. The amount of vehicles that are involved in the health service, just automating and digitising how they capture that data, send it back to their fleet system, just gives them a better use of that resource. One one um, uh, fleet manager said to me out of their 50 ambulances, um, they're they're getting more miles um, out of those um, uh, units. Simple things like ambulance having to come off the road because they didn't realise the tyre tread was as low as it was. And they're having to then, you know, book commercial vehicle rates to, 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 to do those rounds. Simple things like that that allows them to schedule better um, uh, is, is helping at, at an operational level. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're now starting to see those uh, clinical processes driven by uh, HIMSS aspirations uh, and electronic record data management 
improve how organisations across different departments or across different trusts are working. And it's, I think it's really exciting to hear about how digital transformation, not only from a patient perspective, but from a transport perspective and everything in between, is really helping mm. the health sector. Mm. So it's been really yeah. insightful. Thank you for your time. and I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again. Yeah, no, it's great to help the NHS. It really is. Thanks. I agree. If you enjoyed this episode of Tap Connect, please take a moment to rate and review us on your favourite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us create content that is tailored to your interests. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.